Hello and welcome to the very first of four podcasts that are going to be part of our leadership development programme for collective leaders at Emmaus Road. Um, I'm Jazz. Um, I will know you if I haven't met you before. I can't wait to meet you. Um, But we should be getting to know each other over the next couple of weeks if we don't know each other already. So that's really exciting. Um, And in these podcasts that we will send out to you ahead of each session in the Leadership Development Programme, we're going to be looking at the four C's in leading a collective, which are connect, care, challenge and commission. And you will be loving hearing about these four C's for your entirety as a collective leader. So get excited about those four C's because they help us not only um, give people who are joining collectives something to hang their expectations on, but also gives us vision as collective leaders as to where we want to go and how we can measure the health of our collectives too. So they're really, really helpful things. So we have connect, care, challenge and commission. And today we are going to be talking about connect. Now, In these podcasts, what you can expect is a little bit on the practical side of what it means to lead a collective with particular reference to the C that we're talking about. So tonight, um, I am going to be interviewing uh, the Radmaus and the Farrants, who are brilliant collective leaders. And I'm also going to be chatting a little bit about the C of Connect. So Connect in an Emmaus Road collective looks like welcoming people in to your collective, to your homes, into your life, connecting them with each other and connecting them into the wider life of the church. And this is part of leading a collective. It is part of the responsibility of a collective leader to encourage this culture of connection within their group. Um, And so um, we are going to talk to the Farrants now and the Radmaus. So we're joined at the moment with the Radmaus and the Farrants who lead a wonderful collective and they're particularly strong with the connect factor. They are so good at connecting people in and encouraging people to connect with each other. So we thought it would be awesome to have them along and chat to them about this area of connect. So why don't you guys introduce yourselves and tell us a bit about your collective. Who's going to do it? <laughs> <laughs> um, you... Radmores are right. going to start. You, you go for it. You <laughs> choose, so. Okay, so I'm Ginny and this is John. And, oh, he can't, they can't see us, though, can they? Um... <laughs> <laughs> we are so <laughs> Should I start that again? <laughs> no, just go for it. It's all right. Great. So um, I'm Ginny, this is John, and um, we lead a collective with the Farrants, Dan and Lydia. And this version of the collective has been going since October last year and has a um, great group of people from mostly Godalming and Guildford area. Um, And I'd say mostly made up as well of people in their 20s and 30s, so young professionals. Awesome. That sounds good. Dan and Lydia, why don't you tell us a bit about you? Oh, yeah. Um, we're Dan and Lydia. We moved to Godalming about three years ago and joined uh, what was John and Paf's collective at the time. Which and then, we loved. Oh, we did love. It was, it was a very sad it day was when great. it ended. It was. Um, but anyway, yeah. So then we started this, as Ginny said, back in October and have loved every minute of it. So yeah. Far. Yay. Um, and why do you love it? What do you love about leading your collective? 
I think, um, I think my, so my personal favourite aspect of it is just being a part of everyone's lives on a weekly basis, uh, especially over the last couple of months where we've had like this epic change mm. in our, in our society, in our everyday lives and with the, yeah, with everything that's been going on with COVID. So yeah, I think that has been a really, uh, it's a real privilege to be part of everyone's lives like that. Um, and just to see kind of how everyone's doing and, you know, good times and bad times, praying for people, looking out for people. Um, yeah, it does feel like a privilege to be in that position. Yeah. yeah. I think um, f- for me personally, Collective has always been the kind of heart of church and has been mm. where church happens. And I think, um, as Lydia said, just really genuinely sharing life together and actually getting to know people properly and knowing what's happening in their week and what happened last week for them and there's something about that consistency just meeting every week which is actually quite countercultural and is not normal and when I tell people at work in the office it's quite unusual that this group of people meet up once a week and yeah. it's not a sports club and it's not anything else it's just to meet up and have dinner and I just think it's brilliant. I love that. I love how both of you have mentioned that it's not just about the Wednesday night as well. It's about the whole of life together. And I think that's really reflected in the relationships that you've built in and around your collective. So that's awesome. Thanks, guys. And we're going to be chatting to these guys a little bit later on. And I'm just going to talk us through some of the practicalities around connection in collectives at Emmaus Road. So in a little bit, we're going to hear more from these wonderful leaders, the Ramals and the Farrants, and how Connect and what Connect looks like in their collective and some of their awesome tips for success in this area. Um, but for now, I'm just going to talk us through some of the real practical expectations of leading a collective um, at Emmaus Road and what this value of connect looks like and plays out like in the context of your collective and so what we expect of you as collective leaders but also what you can expect of the church leadership in support of you as you carry out this wonderful task of leading a collective. So first of all in the area of connect we do um expect you to take some responsibility for the connection within your collective so as a leader you are there to facilitate connection within your collective as we touched on earlier and so the way that this works in practicality so somebody joins our church they come along on a Sunday and they're like I want to call Emmaus Road home and we're like yes join a collective um it's the best way to get plugged in and to walk this journey alongside other people. And so we say, yes, yes, join a collective. And so people can go on the website and there um, there will be a page and for each site. So there's a Guildford page, a Woking page and an Aldershot page. And on there are a list and a photo of all the wonderful collectives and collective leaders that exist within those congregations and um, 
what we do is we ask you to write a bio for your collective. We ask you to pop your postcode up, just the beginning bit, so people don't know exactly where you live, because this is on our website, which is available for everybody. So we don't want to be revealing too many secrets prematurely. Um, so we ask you to have a photo as well, so people know who they're expecting to meet, because that all helps with familiarity and encouraging people to join in. And yes, as I said, a little bio about you. Um, and this is all powered through Church Suite and then comes onto our website. So you have control over what is seen on the website through something called Church Suite, which I will come into in a second. Um, but somebody joining the church will say, I'd love to join a collective. We say hello, we get to know them. We talk them through this page on the website. And then somebody who would like to join a collective, they click yours and they're like, yes, that one's for me. And they can sign up on the website. That email then comes from a member of Emmaus Road staff, a member of the team. And it doesn't go directly to you. It comes to us. And um, just as a way of slightly filtering if we ever need to and making sure we know them or we have some connection to them before we are asking you to invite them into your home. Just as a bit of safeguard for you and your collective and make sure we're doing the best we can for that individual. Um, so it comes to us and then we receive their information that they filled out on the form on the website and we will then forward that to you and we'll say hello. Um, do you have capacity in your collective? We'd love you to get in touch with this person. And then you say, yes, lovely. We will welcome them in. Or, oh, they're already signed up for our collective. Don't worry. Or, oh, let's have a chat about this. Um, and then you would get in touch with that individual. And then there is something that you will click in Church Suite, which means they will join your Church Suite comms list, which is really, really helpful. Um, so that's how people join collectives. Um, having said that, we would love you to be recruiters for your own people. So you're there on a Sunday. Don't just wait for people to sign up on a through the website. You're there at Kingdom Come, in prayer weeks, at social transformation events on Sundays, all these wonderful things in the life of our church. We'd love you to be saying, hey, I've never met you before on a Sunday at Alpha, wherever I am you in a collective would you like to join mine that is by far the best way for people to get connected in um, and so we'd love you to receive people from our website from our staff team but also we'd love you to be recruiters of your own people because I think we all know there is nothing like a personal invitation and personal relationship to help feel people help people feel connected and included and so moving on, I've talked a lot about this thing called Church Suite. Church Suite is our database, um, which everybody has signed up for. It's very compliant with GDPR. We don't mind people's data. Um, but when people sign up or fill out a Get Connected card or sign up on the website, their information is put on Church Suite. And as I mentioned earlier, it's Church Suite that drives our collective's webpage. And when you become a collective leader, we will put you in touch with somebody on our staff team who will help you get sorted with Church Suite. Um, and we will talk you through that process. And it's just a really, really, really useful tool for people to sign up to your collective and for you to communicate with your collective. It does all sorts of clever things, which we will walk you through when you come to starting your collective. Um, 
Another thing I just love to talk about is the principle of generosity with your hospitality. It is a big sacrifice but wonderful opportunity to be a collective leader as we'll talk about with the Ramals and the Farrants in just a second. But we would love it that we never turn anybody away. Even if our living room is rammed, we'd love you to always be scheming and dreaming of who are your next leaders that you are going to invite onto this leadership development programme that they might plant a collective so that we are never in the place where we have to say, do you know what, we're full, I'm afraid. You're going to have to go elsewhere. We don't want to be that. We want to squeeze one more person in. Um, we want to all be sat on the floor together. Um, maybe I don't know if we want that. It's probably not the ideal situation. But you know what I mean. We want to be generous with our hospitality. And so always, always be on the lookout for your next leaders. That when that person that perhaps tips your group over the edge of being slightly too big, or you don't fit in the living room anymore, if you run out of forks like we did once in our collective, pray for more forks or plant a new collective. Um, so always be on the lookout for your next leaders. Having said that, as pastors, we will always work with you to work out the best way forward. If you ever find yourself stuck in any situation, we are here for you. You are leaders of our church and we want to support you in everything that you're doing. And so we really, really can't emphasize this enough that we are here to support you. You're not, we're not sending you off out there on your own to lead your collective. We will be with you every step of the way. You'll have our phone numbers, our email addresses. You can get in touch whenever with us and we want to support you. We are always available to you and collectives are our priority. Um, and so it's really, really important that we take that principle away. So I've done enough talking there about church suites and how people join collectives um, and we're going to talk to our wonderful guests. So back to the Farrants and the Radmals, the wonderful connectors that they are. In this area of connect, have you ever had like a massive win or a really good story? Or has there been something that's gone really well in your collective around this area of connecting people in? Um, well, we, as we... As we said, we haven't been around for that long, so um, there's not many things jumping to mind. One one comment that I think was mentioned to John is that we had some new people join, actually just as lockdown started, um, and they I think they've been Christians for a while, but I think they shared uh, with John that they they'd never been in a house group or a, a collective group like ours, mm. um, which was a really good feedback to receive especially as we hadn't actually even met that we still haven't met them yet um wow so i think john might be able to elaborate a bit more on on that story but i think that was a, a good win for yeah for us. it was it was great it was it i think i mean it's quite strange but we as dan said we'd never met them before we just met them on zoom for the first time and i think mm. they they came in through through you jazz um but but this couple kind of newly married moved into a new place together um, I think they'd been coming to Mayus for a little bit, but they didn't maybe know loads of people. And so um, I just thought, oh, I don't know how this is going to work over Zoom, building like relationship with people we've never even met before. But actually they've, they've just found it just so helpful and helpful in this time when there's no connection and no one to 
no one to meet in person just being able to be part of a community I think has been so valuable for them so um, that is that's a such a huge win for us as a collective yeah I think as well the I think because of the nature of the beginning of lockdown when no one was allowed to see each other uh, it brought back some people who used to be in the collective as it was previously, which was so nice uh, because where you know their diary didn't allow them before to be there because things changed for them, um, they then kind of had that space and they wanted to come back. So that was so nice and really nice to reconnect with those people and have them back in the family yeah that's awesome so despite the really unusual circumstances and perhaps disconnection that lots of people are experiencing you found ways to really welcome people in and that must be because of a really strong culture you've created in your collective not just with you guys being welcoming but expecting other members of your collective to be welcoming to new people too perhaps Mm. that's really cool yeah Um, um Oh, no, I was just going to say just on that, there's I think one thing we've tried to do, especially during the last few weeks of lockdown, is um, just trying to create space for vulnerability as well and doing sort of check in questions which get a little bit deeper. So asking people to just describe in a couple of words how they felt that week and and capturing that just um, I think to get to give people a bit of space to feel heard but also because often what you find is is there's actually real themes and um Mm. uh, like shared shared feelings or emotions across the group and um and then another thing I think that we've done which has been which as you were talking about jazz just then about trying to create relationships within the group is often at the end of a collective session we'll get people to pray in small groups in the in the breakout rooms in zoom and then from those breakout rooms, encourage people to stay in touch or, or check in with each other during the week. So if there's a prayer request that's come up, just encouraging people to message or, I don't know, chat to, chat to one another and see how something something is going that they've asked for prayer for. So th- those kinds of things are really helped, I think. Yes, they are brilliant ideas. I love that. So noticing the themes that are going on in your collective in general that are shared experiences and are pulling those out and noticing them helps people feel connected. And then also creating like maybe smaller huddles within your collective that people can connect in. They're brilliant tips. Have you got any other super amazing connecting secrets or top tips you can share with us all so we can have this in our collectives too I th- one thing that springs to mind is G&T and dessert and wine and non-alcoholic <laughs> also um, <laughs> just like just encouraging a lot of social time yeah um yeah because I think like the thing that makes people just just from being part of collectives like most of our our lives um kind of growing up in church not understanding what it's like to be at work all day and then kind of thinking I'm really tired but I really want to see people and then you actually kind of make that effort to go and I know it's like not quite the same at the moment when it's you know just on zoom but you know when things uh, go back to normal again it's kind of you know encouraging yourself to get out the door and get in the car it's kind of you know making that uh making that worth people's mm. 
effort and kind of just yeah I think people really really like having social Mm. time and friendships and friendships are like the heart of it I think because if you had a group where no one spoke to each other outside the group I mean maybe that would work I don't know um but I would think it would work better if people were like able and given a platform to be friends yes so that's always really nice to have socials yes um Go on, you go. I, I don't know if I'm stealing yours, but we always eat together as well when we're not when we're not on um, Zoom. John's smiling. I think I stole his idea. Um, <laughs> yeah, we always have dinner together, which is a really nice um, touch, and I think that obviously helps people as well who are coming straight from work to know that they're going to get fed. And we ask for two pounds as well, so that all the burden isn't on whoever's hosting. Mm. So if you're eating, but um, yeah, that's one of the best probably my favorite times of the collective is that 45 minutes to an hour where you eat together before you start chatting yeah that that, that's i think that that eating time is just so important and kind of back going back to what lydia said earlier on one of the tips i probably have is just really spotting the rhythm of just kind of seeing where people are at and actually watching Mm. what's going on with people and it's it's being watchful and mindful of um just um i guess which stage the collective is at and it's some sometimes you just know actually this week we might need to actually just not have collective at all and have maybe we just cancel it this week because people are flat out and just Mm. being sensitive to where people are at and spotting the the Mm. kind of ebbs and flows that happen in life and especially when people are commuting in and out of london we've got many people who who go into Mm. the city um and have all sorts of work patterns so i think um, one thing we've probably found is just being sensitive to that and really watching and seeing what the appropriate thing is that week. And it might not be like a two hour long Bible study. It might be something yeah. else or it maybe it is a two hour long Bible study. I don't think but, we've ever done Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> but either Why way. Why not? Yeah. I think, I think like e- either way it is just, just having that um, like awareness and just watching and being watchful of the people Mm. in collective yeah i think sort of similar to that is um being aware of just people's personalities as well because if you've got a lot of people who are who are just a bit more reflective and actually like to take time before they think they're just trying to work out how you leave space for that but also then mixing in um you know just chucking questions out there that people might be able to come back at really quickly but yeah i think just being aware of that um really has really helped us as well yeah, that's so good. So hospitality is a key part of it. Um, eating together. And I love that what you said about it doesn't always have to be the same person carrying the burden of that. So everyone contributing financially for dinner. That's awesome because it means you can all have that wonderful eating time. Our favourite time. Um, and also being aware of what's going on in your collective, not, you know, turning into like a collective robot, but being aware mm. of the needs within your community and also the personalities within your community and the difference mm. between extroverts and introverts and processing time. I think there's some really strong tips. Are there any others that you've got? Um. I think being, um, I mean, we actually didn't do this that well this week but um giving people (laughs) like um a good heads up I think of when it's happening and where it's happening and what the plan is and um and sort of telling them 
I'd say just giving them like a good couple of days and just being good at communi- just communicating well. And mm. I think it yeah. sets a bit of a tone with collective because if you if you have that kind of good clear communication, I think it it it, it makes people feel safe and um, lets them know like where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing. And I think it's just it's such an obvious small thing, but um, mm. I know that we we're all busy often, and then we we sometimes just forget to tell them where, what, what the plan is um so yeah. just 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 being re- just trying do we we try our hardest anyway to be good at communicating and tell them what the plan is yeah I think that's so good it's so simple and it's a really easy win isn't it because it helps build trust if people know what to expect and mm. you stick with that that helps people build trust and then helps people be vulnerable and connect so that's really wise all these wonderful wins have you ever had like a massive fail at collective or has anything gone really wrong and have you like have you learned anything from that maybe not well i have one which isn't really a massive fail it's more when so when we first started the collective so as we said at the start it was back in october so um a few months ago now but because the group was just gelling and getting to know people I think it felt at times like because we'd gone from a, a you know a collective we'd been in for a couple of years and yeah. conversations relationships relationships really easy and then you've got a whole bunch of some some people we knew some we didn't as well so it's a lot of gelling and um and it might just be a personal thing because I I really enjoy a lot of like buzzing conversations and can't I'm not very good with silence in conversation but in the first month or so, it did take a while for people to get to know each other and for conversation to happen. And some weeks yeah. it did feel a bit like, are we doing something wrong? Because right. it's not cooking on gas and um, and conversation was just a bit harder to generate. So it's not necessarily a massive fail, but I think it's maybe at times just felt like we could be doing something else or could we change things up and do something better? Yeah. Yeah, it was like kind of waiting for something to happen on its own and having the patience and the courage to step back and let people be Mm. um yeah because I think like maybe just as like a a group between us the four of us um we have like quite sim there's some similarities in our personality um and I totally relate to exactly how Jenny feels about silence (laughs) so it's kind of just allowing people to be because some people like silence (laughs) and they are allowed to like silence so it's kind of just allowing that to be um and it's in in those moments that someone else actually gets the the space the courage Mm. the courage to say something uh what that is maybe like a big deal to them to be able to do that um and for the rest of us who just like blah 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 all the time (laughs) it's just really important to give people space to grow and to step out of their comfort zone and and to make friends themselves rather than us shoving it down their throat, being like, you, speak to you. Yeah, Yeah. that's so good. So if it feels awkward at the beginning, push through. Like, that's okay, particularly if you're coming from a plant of a collective that maybe has really established Mm. relationships. Don't lose heart at the beginning because it just takes a bit of time. Yeah. 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 And actually, one more thing, just hearing you summarise so well what I just said. <laughs> you said it so much better than me. Um, the, um, when you come into a collective that already has pre-existing friendships, I think it's then 
choosing to speak to and and in- include those people who are who don't know people yeah is a really easy thing to an obvious thing to say but actually in practice you have to really remind yourself don't just sit with your friends and yeah. mm-hmm. chat to someone who doesn't know anyone because mm. that's the whole point isn't it is is bringing people in so yeah it's kind of mental noting that yeah because no one does that on purpose no one excludes someone on purpose yeah. but it's like a this is what I'm here for, so I'm going to actively include someone. Yeah, so making it like a positive choice to include rather than by omission. Yes, I think that's great. Really yeah. good. Thanks, guys. That's been so useful and so helpful, and I think um, there's so much wisdom in there, and you guys really are fantastic at that, and so many of the core relationships of people in our church have been formed through and around you guys so thank you and it's beautiful and I think it's testament to the power of collectives but also good Mm. leadership in collectives as well so thank you so much um I was wondering if a couple of you would mind praying for all our new collective leaders and the people that might join them one day um just that they would be blessed and have some of the gifts that you guys have yeah yeah for sure we will Lydia you look ready for a powerful prayer (laughs) I can see it was such a good it was such a good statement of intent we will (laughs) yes I shall Oh Lord Jesus, I just thank you so much for this time and thank you for the privilege that it is to be part of your family and your church. And Lord, we just love that we get to create family and we love that week in, week out, we get to be a part of other people's lives in such an important way. And Lord, I just pray for all of these new collective leaders and I just pray that you'll inspire them Mm. that you'll give them loads of great ideas creative ideas to to encourage and to feed their collective with you and your word and Lord I just pray for relationships to form so quickly really good strong ones that are really important to people And we pray for friendships that are going to last for years and years and years to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Lord, let me just thank you as well that these new leaders, they weren't just asked by Jazz or someone at church, Lord, but you've called them to this. Mm. And Lord, we just pray that you would pour out your blessing upon their Mm. leadership and this great privilege like Lydia said of of leading the collectives Lord and that you would really create some amazing relationships and friendships that would last for years to come yeah just pray you bless them Mm. yeah and we thank you God that you are the best at community and connecting people and um Mm. that you connected some pretty unruly bunches of people together and um (laughs) so we just pray for a release of any pressure over the collective leaders that they can turn to you for creativity and ideas and that they Mm. will feel really refreshed and um and encouraged by the gifts that they have as individual leaders and what they will bring and 
um, and give to the people in their collectives. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you so much, John and Ginny and Lydia and Dan. It's been so good to glean your wisdom in this area. Um, And that's all for this podcast. So I hope it's been helpful. I hope that um, you're beginning to understand um, connect at Mayus Road and beginning to have something that we can hang our expectations on and maybe it's brought up some thoughts for you some questions bring them bring your thoughts comments queries excitements expectations to our session that we're all going to have together where we'll be asking some questions of each other taking a look at the bible and taking a deep dive into the connect sea um that's a very good metaphor i like that the sea of connect a letter and an ocean we'll be taking a deep dive into that and um it's going to be really good so look forward to seeing you there um we love you we're pumped for this journey that you're on and um we will see you very soon